Hello and welcome to the London Scots podcast, where we talk to Scots who have made it to the big smoke. It's about where they've come from, why they're in London and what their life is like. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Andrew Maitland. Andrew, where do you come from and how did you end up in London? So I'm originally from Aberdeen, born and bred there, lived there for 23 years. Then I moved down to London about five and a half years ago. Basically, my first graduate job straight out of uni. I had multiple unsuccessful applications to spend a while back home uh, just trying to find a job. But because my degree was in politics, it was always a good chance I think I was going to end up down in London, given the sort of number of employment opportunities down here. So, yeah, it was just a case of that eventually I got a successful job interview with an event company that sort of specialised in public policy events. And, yeah, basically just moved down really quickly once I got that job. And so you studied in Aberdeen, you did politics and international relations, is that right? Yes, I did my undergrad in Aberdeen, and I also spent a year in Bristol doing my master's in public policy. Did you enjoy politics and international relations? I did. I think, I mean, I learned a lot of really interesting stuff. One of the sort of benefits as well, and I think it's kind of a Scottish degree thing as well, with the benefit of being able to do a mix of other sort of like arts and social science things as well. So as well as the sort of political focus, I got to do philosophy courses, history courses, English ones. So I think it was a really useful sort of well-rounded degree. And yeah, I think very much enjoyed my time doing it. Oh, good for you. I was at Aberdeen as well. I did economics and I, <laughs> I was awful at it. And um, I should have done politics and international relations or economic history or anything that didn't involve graphs. But anyway, that's another story. So you came down to London and said that was five years ago or so. Is that right? Good. And what were your first impressions? Had you been to London much before? So I've been a little bit. So I've got aunts and uncles who live in Maidenhead, which is in Berkshire and only... I mean, a train or two away from London. So as a kid, I'd been in the sort of vicinity without spending a huge amount of time actually living in London. I think the one time I went as an adult, I went to like this sort of training course on politics back in 2015. So I had a bit of a wander around, but I think it took me a while to sort of get used to it. I think the sort of size obviously was quite something. And took me a little bit of time to get sort of used to the undergrounds. I think the first couple of times I probably went the wrong direction and ended up in weird places numerous times. That wasn't great. I was helped a little bit because I'd done an Erasmus placement in Budapest for four months, just like six months before I moved to London. And they fortunately do have an underground, which is not as big as the London one, but at least I got a bit of opportunity to sort of orientate myself and sort of like a a training version to start with which helped me sort of reorientate myself a little bit for the big thing but yeah it was sort of dealing with that was sort of a big thing and then I guess sort of the the challenges of of working out the logistics when you're trying to make plans with people realizing that it takes like an hour to catch up with anyone even if geographically they're not that far away it took a while to get my head around things and did you talk to people on the trains no. <laughs> to be fair, I think even in Aberdeen, I tried to avoid that. I always associated it with the slightly more interesting characters. If they tried to spark up a conversation with me longer, than 
general uh, politeness on a public transport. So I was well-versed for that aspect, at least. There we are. Different in Glasgow, of course, but anyway. Uh, good stuff. So so it's a bit uh, uh, overwhelming, I think, as many people probably find London when they first move down, particularly from maybe a, a smaller place, but um, it's always a smaller place. Um, and so did you get a job? You came down, you had a job before you got here, did you? Yes, I did. It was quite sort of quick turnaround, to be honest. They basically gave me the job and said, we need you to start pretty much now. So I really had about like two weeks to sort of pack up all my stuff and move me and my girlfriend down to London. And basically, like it was, we we got an Airbnb to stay in for the first two weeks, which was quite a, a strange experience. The woman was quite interested in who we lived with. She uh, claimed to be some sort of like international lawyer. She told us all these weird, like overly personal stories about her family. She had her cats roaming around her flat but they never seemed to go outside. So I think we were quite relieved. So basically, we, we kind of liked the area she was living in, but decided far enough away that she wouldn't come around for visits ever. So yeah, it was basically just sort of get something as quick as possible and hope for the best. Brilliant. And where did you move to after that then? So I was staying in Teddington, which is where I lived. A lot of people don't actually seem to know where it is ones who've lived in London for a long time. So it's sort of southwest London in zone six. At that time, my partner didn't have a job, so we had to find someone that wasn't too expensive, but also it had a train line directly to where I was working. It was quite convenient. As I sort of later found out, based on people's reaction, a lot of people thought that living in zone six was like living in France or something as far away as that. So... uh I think I've, I've, I've got a little bit bored of the, the sort of jokes about that after a couple of years of living there. I got my hair cut once in uh, in London and there was these two boys and they were about 10 or 11 and the guy came in, they came into the shop and they, they must have known it was his uncle or a friend of the family and, he, and, the boys, and the guy said to him, what are you doing today, boys? And he said, oh, we bought a travel card, zones one to six. And he said, uh, oh, I said, where are you going then? He said, Scotland. So you came down to London and you came down with your partner and you got a place to stay with a weird person to start with who was overly personal, which is a great little opening to London. And then you found your own flat and uh, and then you had your job. And is your job in central London? So it was in Vauxhall and I did that for about a year and a half. It was okay. Perhaps not the most well-run company I've ever worked for, but... I got some interesting like experiences out of it because it was sort of like a policy-themed event company. We had a couple of bigger names come along to some of our events. And any other big names that you came to you came to see? Quite a lot of different MPs for a variety of different parties, to be honest. I'm trying to think if there were other particularly big ones that I had. I think other people had more success getting some of the bigger ones than myself. But I think David Blunker was the biggest one for me. And then where did you move to after that then? You did that for a wee while and then you, you took another job. Yes. So uh, after that, I ended up working in the civil service for uh, four years. I had two separate jobs there. Firstly, in the Department for Business, Energy, Industrial Strategy. Then secondly, working in the Department for Work and Pensions. Okay. And so what were you doing then when you, when you weren't at work in these, these places? What was your pastimes? 
So I tried to really try out quite a few different things because obviously the benefit of being in London, there were so many different like societies and events and stuff going on. So I, I really sort of tried my hand at quite a few different things from the start. So I think the sort of two main things that I did quite a lot when I first started was, first of all, doing some sort of casual football. Uh, it was an organization called Terrible Football that exists on the website Meetup, which I went along to that was good fun. I also went to a sort of creative writing meetup quite a few off times as well. The sort of setup was that you turned up, wrote for like an hour and a half or two, and then went to the pub with everyone else afterwards just to chat. Lots of really interesting people I met through that. Did you find it very different to Aberdeen? I think so. I mean, obviously, the sort of diversity of person you're going to come across is quite significant. Like, I mean, for a not too big city, Aberdeen's got a good mix of people already. But I think obviously in London, it's like you can go into certain districts and you're basically entering like a small part of another country. Like, for example, where I used to work in Vauxhall, I could walk five minutes and I'd be in an area that was like almost entirely Portuguese. Oh, that was great. You used to love those restaurants. Fantastic. Exactly. So that was quite sort of different in that respect. And I think the big one that people don't seem to believe me is this difference in weather for myself. Being able to walk around without a jacket on like the vast majority of the year is quite a sort of significant difference. And that took a while to get used to. I think that first summer while I was living in London, I just I couldn't cope with how hot I was. So I've adapted, but that took a while. <laughs> it's quite a lovely thing, actually, about London, isn't it? That you can wear shorts and t-shirts for you know a fair bit of the summer. And um, you can be really guaranteed a fairly decent summer as well. Exactly. I, I'm now at the stage where I'm complaining about 20 degrees not being warm enough. So that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like in Edinburgh today. What do you do now in your, your spare time? And your, Are you still working in the same job in, in um, the civil service? or? So job-wise, I've just started a new job uh, working for the Greater London Authority, which is basically the government for London. So it's going to be a role sort of focusing on apprenticeships and skills, uh, trying to get more young people to take apprenticeships. I'm still sort of learning about it. But to be honest, it doesn't feel too different from my last job. So I'm finding it quite nice at this stage in time. In terms of hobbies, I mean... I basically got into tennis during the lockdown, largely when that period that you couldn't do sport inside. So I was like trying to find a sport that I thought I'd enjoy that I could do outside. And tennis seemed like a good option. So I've made a bit of progress with that, sort of able to hit a ball over a net. So that's something. It's good if you want to play tennis. Yeah. And just trying to do a bit of uh, traveling when I get the time as well. Oh, yeah. Anywhere particular on your bucket list? So in terms of places that I'd like to go, the big one that I'm hoping to do next year is Japan. That's been something I've been planning for a while. And I've just come back from a week in Sweden um, in the middle of August. Did a sort of like tour between three different cities, starting in Malmo in the south, then going to Gothenburg, and then ending up in Stockholm. So it was really nice. I'd recommend it to anyone who's not been to Sweden before. And what was the weather like in Sweden? For the most part, it was quite nice. I would have said it was quite similar to London, to be honest. Like, it was a bit dreaky sometimes, but for the most part, it was good weather. And 
it wasn't as windy as like some other like more seasidey places that I'd been to. So it was quite a good balance. Yeah, lovely. I had a lovely uh, hot mum. My cousins got married in uh, in Uppsala, which is north of um, north of Stockholm. It's a great um, great place. Oh, smashing! Okay, so we come to that stage in the podcast, which is the joke or an app time. So you either have to tell us a joke or tell us about an app that you find kind of indispensable or just enjoy. So I think I'll go for probably the app, just because I'm not funny. I'm not going to pretend to be. I'm going to just open my phone here to see if there's anything actually interesting on it. So I think some of the ones that I find particularly of interest are sort of some of the language learning apps I've been using. So obviously Duolingo being sort of a fan's favorite. My partner's Hungarian, so I've started trying to learn Hungarian using that, which is not the easiest thing in the world, making a bit of progress. And then some of the other ones as well. There's other ones for like just learning words or I've been using an app called iTalki to have like regular conversations with a girl who lives in Lille in France, basically just as an opportunity to practice French. And yeah, we basically just have a conversation hopefully once every week or second week. And yeah, I basically just met her through that, which is really cool. Does she talk English to you and you talk French to her or? No, we both, we both speak French. It's sort of paid service. So she's basically effectively my teacher, but it's not too like focused on grammar. It's mostly just the conversations. Yeah. Okay. All right. Brilliant. Good. I, every so often in my social media feed, I get something popping up, say, with, with using AI. This my latest things coming now is with AI and stuff. So have you ever used chat GBT to learn language or to, to write? I've looked into it. I've used it once, but sort of, I mean, I think this one's probably a bit more specialist that probably would work. I think I used chat GPT and it was a bit sort of general. It was kind of hard to get sort of like a, a conversation going with a robot, unsurprisingly. But yeah, I think if I, I, it's something I've definitely considered and probably want to look into more. Yeah. I mean, you can just write to it and say, you know, give me a, give me a learning plan on B1 or C1, whatever you are in your language learning and it pops out and, uh, and then you can go and explore. Great stuff. Good. And so what plans, where are we? Well, this is a Tuesday night. What plans you got for the weekend? So this weekend, I'm planning to go to Wimbledon AFC football match with my friend. I'm quite partial to sort of like lower league, sort of basic chucking the ball over the place football. Having grown up swung Aberdeen, it reminds me of all that pretty, pretty much. But yeah, I've, I've been to the old stadium once, but this is the first time I've been to their new one. So looking forward to seeing what that game's like. Oh, very good. Brilliant. Well, Andrew, thank you very much for your time tonight i'm glad we managed to get the gremlins sorted out on the uh, on the recording and you have two tickets to the Cayley club uh, any of our regular nights that you want to come along and um, just drop me a line beforehand as i thank you for appearing on london scots and um enjoy the rest of your night thank you very much thank you for listening to the london scots podcast the wonderful music was provided by license to Cayley, and if you're looking for a great night out in london then head over to the Cayley Club for three hours of dancing to a live band and collar. No experience necessary. Thanks again and lang may your lumbrick. <laughs>